Blog Talk Radio. Something like that, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what you use for your students this week to really introduce them to. Right, because one of the things, uh, so I teach a, uh, a couple classes in uh, music theory, and at the end of that, we go into music appreciation for about 15, 20 minutes. And it being uh, Black History Month, I'm focusing on uh, black music, and the first thing I thought we'd do is do do funk, and so of course one of the people that uh, the first person I introduced him to was James Brown. You know, I went back to Please Please Me, and then I went went into to to Big Payback to show him the difference, and I, I, then I I I went into the one he did for Rocky Three too, Living in the USA, just America. to give him an idea. And, and that. So yeah, absolutely. Big payback is probably the funkiest thing he ever did, and that's saying something. <laughs> but yeah, living in America, that has to be one of the most eighties and it's Rocky Four, but Living in America is one of the most eighties fucking songs there is. Yeah, but he's still funky in it. Oh, I'm not saying it's a bad song. I'm just saying that if you want to encapsulate Reagan's America, really get someone, well, what was Reagan's America like, and why did you just believe that bullshit? Put on James <laughs> Brown's Living in America. Yeah. You know, living in America feels good. I feel good. Yeah, yeah, but that's when you get into movies that are like the science of what makes something really dated and what doesn't. Like all a lot of these films nowadays, if you notice all of these Me Too, woke films that are made for this culture are instantly dated before they even hit the fucking market. Yeah, unfortunately, I kind of agree with you on that. Um, That's not. I think it's because the message is just so either shoehorned in or sledgehammered in. Right, but that's not a new thing, is it? No, not at all. You not at all. uh, uh, Let's see the video game couple movies of the eighties, seventies. Would it be like the skateboard movies of the 70s? You know. No, if, the campus If, if I'm going to date the 70s, it's not going to be the skateboard movies. It's going to be the campus roller film. derby movies. It's going to be the roller derby movies. Yeah, and the campus films. Oh, oh, easily in the early 70s, uh, campus films. No question. No question. But out of all of those, you did have some interesting, like the one your boy did, busting. Well, that no that one that one is a pop, that one is basically a proto buddy cop movie. 
Uh, that yeah, was I thought the really Ceiling or the Berkeley the Something Blues. Oh, well, that one, there, there's a number of them. The one you're thinking of, there were two that L.A. Gould did, uh, Getting Straight and Move. Getting yeah. Straight being the more interesting of the two. But those are campus films. Yeah, and plus, look at the... Uh, one of the films that was considered, oh, this is artistic bench work, back when it first came out. And nowadays, almost no one fucking talks about it, and that's carnal knowledge. Yeah, that's that's 70s, and it's, I, I tell you why no one talks about it. It's so fucking depressing. Nobody wants to talk about that after they see that movie. They want to go and forget about it. Seriously. Yeah. Not saying it's not a good movie. It's just depressing as fuck. I mean, I love it. People talk about, oh, all these misogynistic films like I Spit on Your Grave. I'm like, have you seen, uh, or Last Tango in Paris, it's misogynistic. I'm like, have you seen Carnal Knowledge? Hmm. No. Go see that and then talk to me about misogynistic films. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. That whole Seriously. film is about guys who call women nothing but evil, hate, hate, hateful, ball-busting whores. But then they set themselves up, and they're only attracted to the stereotype <laughs> that they want to perpetuate. Right, exactly. Sort of like Carl and his Helen Marin type. <laughs> no, 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 no. Helen Marin. You know no, what no, I mean. No, 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 no. I embrace Helen Marin in a leather teddy and whips, okay? I'm just there. Yeah. Trust me on that. I don't care. But that movie is so sad, early 70s. So men who are afraid of women's liberation, that one belongs in the early, you know. You know another one too? Stepford Wives. What? It's extremely dated. Stepford Wives. That's a movie where the idea is good, but the execution is shit that dates it. Okay, another one. The Herod Experiment. Oh, good God. The Herod Experiment is like, that one... I was amazed. I'm like, I was that, and I'm like, that came out in '73, '74. Fuck. Oh. I'm like, that one came out that late. Yeah, it did. I thought but it was that like was the final gasp of that, based too. on the whole setup and everything about it. Free love. Yeah. yeah, that was the last one of those, actually. I think. Yeah. And I got one on my law that's extremely dated. Okay. Free in the attic. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I I don't even want to talk about that movie. I don't like that movie. I never have. I never will. I didn't say it's a good movie. I'm just saying it had a good poster. But or. The one movie that tried to be of its moment but got scared and pussied out at the last moment, and that's Bob Carroll, Ted, and Alice. Well, again, it's of its time. Um, And you can tell it's of its time. And by the way, they got a new musical out on that. Yeah. 50 years too fucking late. And that's exactly what the the review did. Uh, Said. Uh, and but, that's why a lot of the so-called sequels, that's the real reason why Cats bombed and it's the movie sucked. Same with Phantom of the Opera. If they would have put out Cats the movie when it was red, white, hot, how much nostalgistic love for that fucking movie would there be today? Uh, true, true. That's what they're doing with Hamilton. Hamilton's coming out next year. Yeah, if they don't do that one right now, they're fucked. 
Yeah, exactly. But, I agree. but then, if uh, Trump gets elected out this year, Hamilton's fucked. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, what was that one movie with uh, Gene Hackman and uh, where he played the guy on the border of uh, Russia and them? I I don't remember. I don't you know, know the one where he, one where him and the Russian commander are pulling pranks on each other. No, I don't know that movie. Frankenheimer. No, I I don't know it. But what happened is, is it came out exactly nine, ten months after the end of the Cold War. So it was dated before it even came out. Absolutely. But I would pick, if I was going to pick the most dated movie of the 70s, uh, from 68 to about 75, that would be easy. Okay. I love you, Alice B. Toklas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's one. I I, I, I think fun. for I think for a runner-up, you could say Skidoo. <laughs> Which I love, by Don't the way. It's so insane that it transcends. It doesn't date because it's so fucking bizarre. <laughs> There's always been something interesting looking at old, out-of-date society trying to be young and hip. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, the, the gender gap. Uh, not the gender gap, but the age gap. Uh, you know, because there were a lot of movies back there in the 60s, late 60s, early 70s, about older people wanting to be hip or vice versa, you know. And, and most of those are, are just – they're failures beyond belief. None of them got yeah. it right. And certainly, and you know why Groucho Marx worked in that movie? And I know. really, they didn't try to get him in any of the other movies where someone was trying to be hip. Why? Because he was already ahead of the fucking curve, like the famous story from Skidoo. Well, there's numerous stories. Which a friend of mine um, uh, definitely does not agree with, and says they're they're urban legends. But nonetheless, uh, from oh, what I understand, uh, there there is real. You know, they're verified by other people. So there. And what I'm talking about is that the kids that worked on the movie, the young ones, were like, "Hey, Groucho, smoke this shit," and he goes, "This is weak ass shit." And he goes to his room and goes gets a blunt and says, Smoke <laughs> this. This is the good shit. <laughs> well well, you know who else was a smoker too? Ooh, uh, marijuana. It's Peter O'Toole. O'Toole Peter was... O'Toole did everything. <laughs> it yeah, was a race actually between quit... him and Richard Harrison between who was gonna do everything. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, the other, the other one is that that um, Groucho Marx and Otto Preminger, who directed the film, went out with Harry Nielsen and uh, Austin Pendleton out on the, the skiff boat. Uh, and and uh, if you know the movie, you'll understand what I mean. And they all got, they all took acid. They all took LSD. Well, Otto says that movie's fake because he said he did it under a doctor's supervision. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not nope, saying he did. You could do but... that. You could go to the guys who are distributing it and say, hey, man, I want to do it safe. Okay, here's the padded room. There's your bed. Here's your LSD. Have a good trip. See you on the other side, buddy. <laughs> they offered that to Roger Corman, but he went and went to Mountain Field and did it. Yeah. Which is why Personally, if, if, any, if anyone wants to do this, if anyone wants to do this, I suggest get to someone who knows mushrooms and do mushrooms instead. 
That's that's my suggestion. Yeah. Because there's no quality control on LSD nowadays. That's what makes it dangerous. Quality control. And that's why the trip hasn't dated. You would think that it would, wouldn't you, Carl? Well, personally, I kind of disagree with you. Um, but it's certainly of those type of movies. It's 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 the best one I know of. Yeah. You know, there's quality there. Yeah. And speaking of dated, Billy Jack. Oh fuck. <laughs> Billy Jack and the well, 70s and Rambo First Blood Part God. 2 of the 80s. Well, well, Rambo Part Part 1 of, of the 70s. And actually, the no. one movie that's First Blood okay is in that series is Born Loose. Yeah. yeah. But First Blood Part 2 is everything jingoistic about the 80s. And Billy Jack is everything jingoistic about the hippie movement and that of the 70s. Oh, yeah. I agree with that, 100%. Just like, here's a big question for you, Carl. Why has an Easy Rider dated? I think to a certain degree it has, but... You know, one of the things about these movies that transcend time is because it's not about the period decor or or the language or anything like that. There's something universal that is being said in the movie that transcends the time and can be passed on from generation to generation. You know, uh, and that's certainly true of, of, of the movies of the 60s and 70s, I believe, particularly. Do you think that's really why the spook who sat by the door was banned? Because the powers well, the of the that sat by the door was banned about... because the fucking FBI didn't want it out there. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's because if you look at that end scene and where he described what it takes to really do change, yeah. that's still the same today as it was back then. And it's a scary message. And that's why they wanted to... It's a scary message. The truth is always scary. The real truth. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Very much so. You killed your best friend. Are you willing to sacrifice your best friend? Yeah, anything for the revolution. Are you willing to sacrifice your mother and father? No. Then you don't have what it takes to do real change. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 that movie was that movie scared people, and and, and I think in many ways, rightly so. Yeah, scary I wish that it would just get a big. I wish that it would. Kids today would watch it nowadays, especially the Bernie kids. They're like, "How can we do this? How can we enact real change?" I'm like, "Watch this." Yeah. Yeah, it's called commitment. Yeah. And total commitment. And part um, and the biggest theme of. Easy Rider that hasn't dated is that it was the first movie to admit that they blew they blew it. The hippie movement had their chance, but yeah. they blew it. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 the other thing too is is that scene with Nicholson and and, and how. How, how they react to it and how, and what's being said there. Uh, the whole thing that the idea can be passed on, but it it gets um, convoluted and people don't really understand. Right. And and that that's a really good scene. What do I give you shit about Terrence Malick films about? What do I give you shit about them for? 
Well, well, <laughs> it's a whole movie of of wheat fields. <laughs> right. And, and banana slugs on, on, on trees in the Philippines. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the one thing that I've never accused him of? Well, we were talking about this earlier, setting up this show. Uh, you've never said it's dated. No. He, it's even the mentioned plot point in Badlands, how it seems like they're in a bubble. Yeah. Well, the whole, the whole thing about Malik, okay, and, and again, we were discussing this before the podcast, is that he may set something in a specific time, which he does, or he may travel through time, but the the whole hairstyles and language in that has nothing to do. That's not what he's interested in. He's interested in the personal and philosophical uh, changes in the characters and, and these ideas that he wants to talk about. And so the whole thing is it's about the ideas and not the time frame and not even the people. You know, he uses them as almost ciphers to get across his points. Yeah, and plus he knew about the cult of personality before it became a public thing. Oh, yeah. Like that one scene, like the last scene in Badlands, that suits it up perfect. Yeah. Where Martin Sheen throws that comb at the cop and says, keep that, it's going to be worse something Sunday. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, let's see, uh, Badlands, 50s, Days of Heaven, 30s, 20s, 30s. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Thin Red Line, World War II era. Right. He didn't make a shitty movie until he tried to set it in the moment, like... Night of Cups and uh, that one of him wandering around uh, Austin, Texas. Yeah, the the uh, the song one. Yeah. yeah, and To the Wonder too is not that good. Uh, I like Night of Cups, by the way. Um, but uh, you know, don't forget also he did the New World, <laughs> which which of course is. Those two films were both dated before they came out, so I don't blame Malik for that. I just blame the whole, hey, we're going to make Christopher Columbus movies. He made America. And then five seconds before he come out, Christopher Columbus is a racist, dumbass son of a bitch who accidentally ran across America. Oh, shit. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but the new one is a good film. Yeah, plus Malik can just jump up and say, fuck you, I didn't have Marlon Brando as the Pope. Shit! (laughs) True. Very true. But yeah, that was a bizarre little mini trend that dated itself before they even came out, wasn't it? Was it just like... Yeah, Yeah, you're absolutely right. Good Lord. And don't forget the movie he did. Was that? No, that wasn't the New World, the Pocahontas movie he did. What one was that? No, that was the New World. If you remember, that one caught shit because it wasn't like the Disney movie. That's where we were exactly. in the 90s when that movie came out. Right. <laughs> Your movie's not like the bullshit Disney movie. What? Well, yeah, that's because I fucking, you know, researched it, asshole. <laughs> that's... That may be the most dated movie Disney's ever done, animated. I mean... Next to the Aristocats. Oh, oh I, actually, I, I would also add The Great Mouse Detective, but okay. No, that was actually a pretty good Sherlock Holmes mystery. Yeah. Oh, Rover Dangerfield. 
Yeah, that one is that. <laughs> yeah. We love Rodney, but that was a mistake. That was Sons of Rodney in the 90s. That was a mistake. Uh, Ladybugs, uh, Rover Dangerfield, uh, Meet Wally Sparks. Yeah. He did a lot just for the money in the 90s, and you could tell. Mm-hmm. But then he did one of his best roles in the 90s, too, in a movie that really is dated for the 90s, but goddamn, he deserved the. He was great natural born killers. Yeah, but the reason, you know, he's only in those two scenes, and he's only in like three minutes of the movie. Yeah. Don't forget that. He's so fucking good. But, hey, listen, I'm not saying he wasn't good. He was fucking amazing. But there was no way he was going to get any Oscar nomination or any award consideration. Is it just not Why is it that if you play a tortured serial killer, Joker, you get nominated and win Oscars? But if you play a nasty, real sleazebag, scummy person, Natural Born Killers, Ronnie Dangerfield, you won't get nominated because he's too... Yeah. Michael Rooker and uh, what's his name didn't get nominated for him. Henry, Henry, fucking Henry it. man. Oh, I agree. You know another one, Tony Lopianco uh, and and uh, and Stollers and uh, Honeymoon Killers. Oh God, that movie is so good. Were they up for Oscars? And they played sleazy ass people. No fucking way. Yeah, but the problem is, is that AIP sold that as an AIP film. Well, what were they supposed to do? They had the rights, so they were going to sell it the way they were going to sell it. Roger Corman admits that his biggest mistake is that he sold it to the AIP crowd, and he didn't sell it to his Bergman crowd. Right. If he would have gone for an art house release on that, I think it would have been more respected sooner than it was. I would I would agree with that. I would have I would agree with that in a heartbeat. Because that was an art film. Oh, I agree. I don't disagree with that. Not at all. And that's me and Carl's recommendation for this Valentine's Day: The Honeymoon Killers. <laughs> yeah, that would be one. Yeah, that would be one. You know, we'll have to think about that. We got we got a little time yet if we want to do a ho- uh, Valentine's, Valentine's special. But yeah, the honeymoon killers hasn't dated. Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer hasn't dated. No. Looking for Mr. Goodbar, another great true crime filler. Which I think that, has stated quite a bit. Yeah, because that is a movie of its moment. And because it's so much of its moment, that's why the motherfucker's not out on DVD. Yep. What do you think about movies that do that, that try to be so much authentic to their moment that they ran into big fucking music rights issues when it comes time to release them on other formats which they didn't have no idea of at the time oh oh that's well I'll tell you one of the big ones and and this is a good this is a good one to see if you think it's dated Tulane Blacktop had huge issues with how come no one knew who owned it yeah, but they no, finally I mean, figured it out. And no, I know, I know. I'm well aware of that. Uh, but they finally figured it out, and of course, Criterion came out with, with that wonderful set that they have. Uh, but that's a movie. Do you think that's dated? No, because 
that's the same fucking guys who are fucking running the country nowadays. Guys who are dissatisfied. They care more about the chase than the finish. Mm-hmm. We're more like you know, CEO. Well, well, the thing about that movie is it's certainly when we talk about movies that reflect the area where it was filmed and and, and a particular time place, time code, you know, uh, Tulane Blacktop has it in spades. But again, it's like I said with Terrence Malick, that's not what it's about. No. It's about this philosophical question, you know, or, you know, and it doesn't have to be philosophical. It can be, you know, uh, uh, about guilt. It can be about anything that transcends time and that can go from generation to generation. Well, look how the movie ends. It doesn't end. The film destroys itself. Exactly. Even the movie, it's about guys who don't want to finish up. Like, all GTO talks about in the movies is the good old days. Yeah, and it's it's another film that really shows that the hippies lost it. They definitely lost it. Yeah, because the two so young they, guys, they're living so much in the moment that they don't give a shit about what happened in the past. Right. They don't give a shit about what's going is, on going up ahead in the future, too. Right. And GTO is living in the past so much, he doesn't care about the moment. Yeah. It ain't a moment to him till the moment's gone. Right, exactly. That's a good, that's a, that's a good line. Well done. But yeah, that's why some films... And Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer isn't dated because Henry is just the guy you can see walk across the fucking street. You see guys like him every day. Yep. But no Oscars, and they were scared of that movie too when it came out. Oh, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. And not as much to anti-gay movies, but almost every pro-gay movie I've seen in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, except for a major exception, they're fucking horribly dated. Yeah. Boys in the Band, horribly dated. Kiss of the Spider Woman, well... Still fucking good, but dated. Angels in America. Dated. No, not dated. No, that 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 I I disagree wholeheartedly. I'm talking about more the movies than the plays. The well, I'm movie talking is, about the not the movie, the 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 miniseries is just fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I'm not and saying it's, it's bad. I'm just saying it's of the 90s. Oh, the early OOs, I'm going to have to put Milk, the Harvey Milk movie. Does anyone even remember or watch that movie nowadays? Again, listen, you're talking about historical films. You right. know, that are, are, are specific in, in the time, and, and it's about history. So, you know, those films... You know, I don't say they're dated, okay? Neither is the message dated on those. I disagree with you on that. Then why is uh, Longtime Companion still as easy to watch today for every generation? Well, remember this. It's it's about – that one is about the sorrow of of, uh, losing someone to illness. That could transcend even even LGTB – uh, uh, anti LGTB yeah. people. I mean, seriously. Um, okay. Another one. one that, now, now. Let me I, take I, off let me, let me in America. Let me and jump in here. Another one instead. Let me jump in. Okay. Okay. Let me jump in. One film 
that you haven't mentioned and I want to get your opinion on is one of my favorites from, from the, the 70s, early 80s. And that's outrageous. To me, no, that's that not dated. Actually good. That one's not dated. That that one talks about something really different. It talks about being Family. different, and it talks about yeah. not fitting in. And that to me really works. I I love that little movie. And I they don't try movie. to shoe in a straight romance between the woman and the gay guy. He's no, still getting not into the at movie. all. Not at all. I'm like, what's that one that Madonna did? Oh, shit. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah. You know, know the one, one that was sort of a remake of Outrageous where uh, she accidentally had, or the gay guy and her accidentally have sex and become pregnant and all that shit. Yeah. I just thought of another one that's really horribly dated and it knocks out Angels in America. Okay. Torch Song Trilogy. Yeah, I was never a big fan of that one anyway. I didn't like the play. Uh, La Cajal Falls, too. No, that one's I feel good. That. that one's good. That um, one's the French America. one. Okay, hold on, hold on. The French one to me is dated. The American remake is not. The American remake is dated to me because it's clear in the original French that they're in a S&M relationship. And that's right. why the other one fucks with him so much. Mm-hmm. There's one line that they cut out of the French version that they should have left in the American version. You know the scene when uh, he slaps, uh, Robin Williams' character slaps the Nathan Felton character? Yep. In the French version, she starts crying, looks at her, and Kim goes, You didn't slap me as hard as you used to in the old days. <laughs> yep. It's the second and third Lakaja fall that's horribly dated. Not the first one. Oh, yeah. The first one has the bite. The second and third ones are like, oh, let's take these cute gay characters and put them in a spy comedy. You know. Oh, fucking shoot me. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah. The birdcage is good, too. Both Lakaja Fall and the birdcage are good. You know, uh, but let's see what else dates. You know what's really dated? The idiots that went, why did they change Lakaja Fall's name to the birdcage? That's stupid. What does it mean? Yeah, it means the bird cage, you dumbass. And another film that should be dated, but it isn't, is our beloved The Nice Configuration. <laughs> okay. That film really should be dated because of the kind of jokes that it uses. Charlotte Bronte, Emily Bronte, Robert Browning, uh, Oedipus Rex, Shakespeare. Oh, I don't think that's dated. I think where where a lot of people don't get it is they're not educated enough to right. catch that's all those what I'm saying. It's not but dated. But that, that, that is different than being dated. Dated is of its time. Okay? And you can tell that it's from the 80s. It's that's different. Oh, much different. Oh, never mind. When you think of dated, you think of things like how to beat the high price of living, fun with Dick and Jane. Yes. Even though both of what? those are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. There you hilarious. go. But the problem is, is that they set their economic problems so much in the 80s that it ain't even funny. Mm-hmm. And what's ironic is a movie about how the characters are all dated and out of time has made a movie that isn't dated and out of time. Okay, which movie are you talking about? The Wild Bunch. Oh, The Wild Bunch will never date. Never. Yeah. Because. And there's there's a lot of reasons for that, okay? It's it's about the characters, for one. It's about that they finally take a stand. They understand they have to die with some dignity. Okay, and, and and for cause, and it's all yeah, and it's all about that. It's I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, and plus, arguably, they're uh, like, you mean we get a chance to go out in glory rather than die a miserable, old, forgotten man? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah! That's why they have that big grin on their face after they shoot Mapache, and then for about three seconds they ain't shooting at him. Or like, we're immortal now. Yeah. So after that yeah. moment, it doesn't matter that they're shot to shit. They're going to live forever. Yep. Yep. That's, and, of course, that's very Peckinpah. <laughs> that's incredibly oh, Peckinpah. Peckinpah was an old man before he was an old man. Bless his heart. Yeah, look at right the wild country. Yeah, that's what I'm saying for Wild the Wild Country, uh, Pat Garrett, Billy the Kid, even the Killer Elite. Oh yeah. Which I like a lot better than you do. Yeah, but it still has that thing like uh Robert Duval does the worst thing that he can to James Kahn. He shoots them in the knees and makes them have to live the rest of his life. Right. But Khan, there, there's that whole sequence of Khan going into rehabilitation, and that's what absolutely uh, 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 got me on board. Yeah. That whole sequence is, is brutal, and it's really good. Yeah. But... Another thing that's really dated is the roller skate movies of the early 80s, Skate Town USA, Roller Boogie. Oh, well, God. Bad movies, period. Bad movies, you know. You know, I mean, you could go back to the 70s and the roller rink movies, Kansas City uh, Bomber, any of I those. I got more right? better than roller roller derby movies. Oh, okay. The Vansploitation movies. Oh, or, or, yeah, any of those, yeah. Yeah, where they fucking, yeah. like, fans are the coolest, you know. Uh, but, yeah, any fad, breaking, break dancing. Oh, God, yeah. Lombana! Definitely the Lombana, the dirty dance. Yeah, Lombada. Lombada, <laughs> uh... Breaking, Breaking 2, Rapping, Knights of the City. Oh, yeah. Beat Street, Crush Groove. Any of those. Any of those. Because they're of a specific... Or nostalgia blowjob movies. Right. Oh, they're fad movies. You, you, You got it right on. What is that one really odd film that's set in a post-apocalyptic uh, future, and, they, and they're all skateboards? Oh, uh, that's uh, Turbo Kid. No, not Turbo Kid. This predates Turbo Kid. Uh, Roller Babies? That's it. Thank you. That's the one we're on uh, on uh, rollerblades, but yeah, roller babies, prayer of the roller boys. Guess who? Guess who uh, uh, produced that film? Who? George Lucas. Mel Brooks. 
Mel Brooks. Oh, yeah, it's a Brooks film. Hey, you got to pay the bill somehow, man. <laughs> true. Very true. But two biggest uh, nostalgia blowjob movies that actually work, even though Carl don't like one of them, is one 1970s American Graffiti. 73. Absolutely. And two, 19, it's a 90s film, I forget the year, but Dazed and Confused. I don't, I like American Graffiti. That's not one yeah. of my favorites. But I like American Graffiti. But Dazed and Confused is fucking amazing. You know, that's that is set so in a high school. That's for us, and, isn't it? Well, it's 1976, okay? It's one of yeah. I graduated in 75. Okay, but I should have graduated in 76. I graduated yeah. a year early. And that's well, that the point is, is but that, that hold on, hold on. But that high school was my high school. Those clicks. I can identify all those people in there. And I'm telling you right now, who do you think I am in that movie? Uh, the guy gets his ass kicked in a fight. No. Though, though, though I can understand, and yes, I, there's a little bit of that in me. But the no, no, guy? no. Uh, yeah, the guy is always stoned. Yeah. Man, when I get to college, I'm going to get the pussy. I'm going to make that. Yeah, which I never did, but, mind you. <laughs> but nonetheless. But the point is, is that if you're from a small town in the 70s and 80s, dazed and confused with how we fucking lived weekends. Oh, yeah. And American Graffiti was hesitated because it doesn't have a happy ending, unlike most of the nostalgia movies. Mm-hmm. The main couple Agreed. breaking up. Uh, one guy's going off to college. Uh, one guy gets drafted to Nam. Uh, the guy with the big fucking stud ass car crashes it. Yep. But if you want something that's dated, the sequel, more American Graffiti. Jesus Christ, is that movie dated? <laughs> I kind of like that film though. Yeah. I still like that film. Could be worse. It's not the worst The only part ever. that's really what realistic because it was based on uh, a true fairy tale was the scene of Terry the Toad's character basically walking home from Vietnam. Right. That was one of the biggest joke um, urban legend stories passed along the soldiers over in Vietnam. You know, the guy who accidentally doesn't get shot, gets mistaken for dead, so he just walks home and just leaves the fucking war and fucks the main brass, and so they have to let him be dead or else they'll make him look like idiots. Yep. Yeah, that's why that part's fun, but everything else, yeah. And it's amazing, and I don't count kids' movies because kids' movies have to be of their moment and of their pop culture moment. They have to be to get the kids in there, so they don't count. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of our fans give too much shit to the kids' movies when it comes to hate, don't you? I agree. I mean, there are truly horrendous films like Matilda. <laughs> now you would have to mention mention one with Elliot Gould in the fucking cast. That's hey, a lot. You got it, yeah. Elliot Gould in a boxing kangaroo. <laughs> well, you got to pay the bill somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god. <laughs> yep. And one movie that 
because they tried to make it nicer and non-violent kitty gangster film in the 70s. Oh, good God. And, they, and that because of them using the pie guns and the whipped cream guns, they made it one of the most brutal fucking fucking <laughs> Yep. Buzzy Malone is one of the most brutal films I've ever seen, violence-wise. Yep. I can't say why. I mean, it's like whipped cream, but just seeing that, blue, 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 just damn. <laughs> Agreed. But it is Alan Parker. Parker's interesting. I I like yeah. his stuff. I always have. Okay. Let's see how long we have. Oh, yeah. oh, we got ten minutes. Okay. What would you consider the most dated midnight movie of them all? Well, it that's that's a good question. Um I hate to say it. But in many ways, Harold and Maude is definitely dated. Not in its real message, but, you know, uh, it'll, it's of its time, no question. I would, not, I would not skip Harold and Maude. I would say Morgan or a suitable, suitable case for treatment. Well, Morgan, Morgan wasn't a big one. Okay, I like yeah. Morgan. I think Morgan is wonderful. Uh, oh yeah, but it very is. Much but in the 60s. very much in it, the sixties. Yeah, it reeks of the sixties. Oh yeah, I mean, there's a number of them. Uh, Petulia reeks of the sixties. The Knack, you know. I mean, yeah, but they're still good films. Morgan is a great little film, and it's not that well known. And since it's coming on in 10 minutes, let's get into asking you, what do you think is the most dated best picture winner of all time? I've already got mine circled in red and a knife through it. What about you? Well, I think I might have to go with Crash. Ooh, that's a good one, but mine is worse. Okay. Ordinary people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Without that a doubt. That is so 1980. The year yeah. that it won. That it's not even funny. You couldn't make that film any other year than 1980. You know, uh, with all of this psychobabble bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I never cared for that movie. I never liked it. I've never liked that film. The best line about no. that is in the Mad Magazine parody. It's the scene after okay. Donald Pleasant. Donald, uh, no, who is it? Donald Sutherland's character kills himself. Right. And it shows Mary Tyler Moore's character crying. He's like, what's wrong, Mom? Your father killed himself. Why are you crying then? You hated him. He's not in this fucking movie anymore. (laughs) 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 But we will go more in-depth into this because there's so much we really haven't touched, thank God. (laughs) Yep. This is true. But, yeah, I, mean, I mean, there's just so much. Only thing that me and him would really fight about that you wouldn't fight about is that he considers MASH dated, and I don't. Well, I, I think MASH is... It, I think there is something to the fact, to the effect that, that it's very much of the 70s. Uh, that it could not be made today, and it's not because of the woke culture. Uh, you know, it was very anti 
uh, uh, Vietnam War, that's long gone. And you don't feel the same sense with the Afghanistan war that you do with, with – yeah, I do think it's very dated. That doesn't yeah. mean it's not worth watching. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying it's dated. And to me, the sense of boredom and insanity and uh, those little pop-ups of medical units and the whole terror and stuff and having to deal with waiting in the blood and the gut, spending five to 10, 20 minutes a day waiting in the blood and guts and then having 23 more hours, like one hour a day in the blood and guts and then having 23 hours to deal with that shit is timeless. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's part of what that's all about. There's no question of that. You know, I, I but to me, it's of its time. It is. It's of its time. I, there's nothing really wrong with it. That most people accuse it of is, uh, oh, they're, the problem is, is they're looking it through their lens. Sorry, right. that's a timeless thing. Yeah, that, that's generation. not what to do. No, my generation. Oh, I don't watch movies past the 70s. Why? Because they're old. Black and white movies are boring. I want it in color. Oh, fuck that too. Yeah, dumb assery isn't new. No, not at all. I mean more to you nowadays because it hurts something that you love. But we're guilty of some of the same dumbass stuff ourselves. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I could I could say from personal experience that, you know, there was a time I wouldn't watch a western cuz my dad would always watch them and it wasn't until I found one that whoa, that's interesting. They you know that I started, you know, you have to have those sort of epiphanies. Yeah, but there's a difference between being burnt out. People mistake, oh, that movie's dated because I can't watch it anymore. Well, how many times did you watch that kind of movie? All the time. There's a whole difference between being burnt out and not liking a movie because it's dated. Oh, yeah. Well, well, for me, it was my my father's thing. Yeah. You know, my dad loved him so much that, you know, this is before remotes or other TVs. So you were stuck watching it, and it's just like, I hate this. You know, that, yeah, but you you come to find out that you like some of them. Anyway. I was lucky. My dad would always bring weird shit home. It's like he'd bring home Topsy Turvy, the movie about the guy with the next-door Nazi neighbor girl that he wanted to screw. It's not that bad. Uh, this yep. is one Thanksgiving. He brought home, uh, there was a crooked man with Kirk Douglas. Rest in peace, but that's a good movie. Uh, Top Turvey. Uh, Tales of Ordinary Madness. Taxi Driver. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so I need to leave here, unfortunately. That's why we're only no, doing an we'll hour. Leave. I'm going to go watch then, the office. We we'll probably be back tomorrow night to bitch about how... The wrong film. Wrong film one. God damn it. Yeah, and, and, and we're going to mention this right now before we leave. That if Kitbull doesn't win tonight, we're going on a tear tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And if Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood doesn't win that picture, I'm on a tear. Because fuck 1917 and definitely fuck Parasite. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there'll be a couple okay. others, too, that I'll be going after. But we'll both go after Kitbull if Kitbull doesn't win. Okay. All right? Okay. See you tomorrow night, folks. Good night. And remember, Good what night. You All right. is hey. hated, but what you hate is. <laughs> Bye. Uh, this is true. All right. Good night, people.